Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The less your business spends, the more margin you keep. But today, everything costs more. So smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one proven platform, helping you reduce IT costs, maintenance costs, and manual errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com earnings right now. NetSuite.com earnings. Good morning. I'm Brian Curtis. Here are the stories we're following today. The U.S. has struck targets in Iraq and also Houthi rebels attacking a container ship in the Red Sea. Ed Baxter has that story and more from San Francisco. Ed? Yeah, Brian, that's a Houthi attack. The uh, Pentagon says it's uh, forced uh, launch strikes against three installations in Iraq as not only the ships but also U.S. bases have become targets of the Houthis. Uh, Bloomberg's Henry Meyer takes us through the process. This was in retaliation um, for uh, an attack on a a U.S. uh, base in Iraq uh, that wounded three servicemen. Um, so, you know, I think that this is a pattern which we've seen in the past. Uh, obviously, there have been you know, a series of attacks in recent weeks on U.S. military installations in both Syria and Iraq, uh, which have met with, uh, with American uh, retaliation. As for the container ship, it was en route to Pakistan from Saudi Arabia. The company says it's assessing, but will be sending it around the Cape of Good Hope. U.S. says while it is not seeking to escalate conflict in the region. It will protect its people and facilities. So with that, there is a risk of widening war, or is there? Well, Terry Haynes of uh, uh, Pangea Policy and Bloomberg says there is, well, more risk. The risk, I think, is uh, is greater than a trailing risk. Uh, I don't think it is uh, it is inevitable or or substantial at this point, though. Uh, but what the United States is going to have to do is is going to have to move past kind of negative optioning things, by which I mean uh, deciding to take or not take certain actions and uh, and deal a little bit more holistically. Now, meanwhile, growing unrest in Israel over the holiday as the demonstrations formed asking for Prime Minister Netanyahu to get them freedom, the hostages. Alec Harpaz says uh, a ceasefire must be reached and reached soon. Just admit that you failed and do the, the deal and bring them back. And you know, and after that, you need to start a long-term negotiation for peace, two state, one state. I don't... You know, I don't care. And United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres says he's named a senior humanitarian and reconstruction coordinator for Gaza. This comes as Israel warns it will no longer automatically issue visas for U.N. representatives. Top Biden administration officials will be in Mexico tomorrow to discuss the influx of migrants. Bloomberg's Nancy Lyons has a story. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas will meet with Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador to address the ongoing border security challenges and what each country can do to alleviate the problem. Blinken's office notes the migration across the southern border has been unprecedented. Blinken is expected to focus on creating legal pathways into the U.S. as well as additional enforcement. 
in Washington. Nancy Lyons, Bloomberg Radio. All right, thank you, Nancy. Global News, 24 hours a day and whenever you want it with Bloomberg News Now in San Francisco. I'm Ed Baxter, and this is Bloomberg. All right, Brian. All right, thanks very much, Ed. Top business stories here. Apple says it is appealing a ban on its smartwatches. The move comes after the White House declined to overturn a ruling. We get more on this story from Bloomberg's Karen Moscow. The ban followed a ruling from the U.S. International Trade Commission in October that determined Apple violated two Massimo health technology patents related to a blood oxygen sensor in its watches. After a review of the import ban, the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative put out a statement today saying it decided not to reverse the decision. Apple has stopped selling the Apple Watch Series 9 and Ultra 2 in the U.S. The ban threatens a business that generated about $17 billion in revenue in the last fiscal year, according to analyst estimates. Karen Moscow, Bloomberg Radio. And Apple stock actually was down about three-tenths of one percent in the latest trading. We'll have our reporter, Mark German, for more uh, color on the story. Well, Bristol-Myles Squibb has agreed to buy the drug developer Raise Bio for $4.1 billion. It's the latest deal in a spending spree by, by the company aimed at bolstering its pipeline. We get more on this from Bloomberg's Madison Muller. Pharmaceutical companies, Big Pharma, is really interested in getting in on this space. We've seen deals with Eli Lilly and co. Um, earlier this year. I, Bristol bought another cancer drug maker, Marathi, in October as well. We obviously have the massive pfizer Sejan deal that was in the cancer drug space as well. So what's different about these drugs is these are more targeted at the tumors. They attack the, the cancerous cells and they leave the other healthy cells relatively unscathed. There's a lot of innovation happening in this space, and Big Pharma wants in on that. Bloomberg's Madison Muller. AstraZeneca has agreed to acquire China's gray cell biotechnologies for as much as $1.2 billion. That story from Bloomberg's Tracy Junkie. AstraZeneca has agreed to acquire Shanghai-based Graycell Biotechnologies in a deal worth as much as $1.2 billion. Graycell's work is in cell therapy, modifying a patient's own immune cells to fight cancer. According to their statement, one therapy in the works could treat blood cancers such as multiple myeloma and autoimmune diseases like lupus. Astra in November struck another deal with Chinese biotech Ecogene to co-develop a weight loss pill. Tracy Jonke. Bloomberg Radio. Well, FedEx shares rose after the package shipping company entered into a share repurchase agreement with Mizuho Markets Americas. The agreement is to repurchase $1 billion of FedEx's common stock. Under the terms of the deal, FedEx will receive an initial share delivery of roughly 3.2 million shares on December 28th. FedEx is up 45% this year, despite slumping recently in the wake of giving a disappointing outlook. China is sanctioning a U.S. company and two human rights researchers over work related to Xinjiang. Bloomberg's Bonnie Ao has the story from Hong Kong. China's foreign ministry said it was freezing any assets held in China by the firm Caron. Caron is a LA-based company that identifies sanctions and compliance risks for organizations. Two researchers at Caron were also barred from entering China and had any assets there frozen. Chinese companies are now banned from working with them and the company. It's the latest in a dispute between the U.S. and China on allegations of forced labor in Xinjiang. 
Earlier this month, the U.S. sanctioned a pair of Chinese officials. They were said to be linked to human rights abuses against minority groups, including Uyghurs, in the region. In Hong Kong, I'm Bonnie L. Bloomberg Radio. The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Success is more than a destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's dedication. It's fortitude. And it's the work, passion, and grit inside of us that comes before all recognition. That's what Stiefel has been doing for over 130 years. And it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest growing wealth management firms in the country. And Stiefel goes beyond traditional wealth management to offer you a full suite of banking services, direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises, and a leading middle market investment bank. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel has built a company and culture unlike any firm on Wall Street. Because success is the drive it takes to keep pushing. It's the passion to keep investing. It's the best of each of us, made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Find a financial advisor at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSE. Joining us now for a closer look at the Apple story is Mark Gurman, Bloomberg Chief Correspondent on Global Technology. Mark, thanks very much for being with us. So Apple will challenge this ban. What are the grounds that we think uh, they'll have or be using for the challenge? Well, this is pretty cut and dry from the ITC, the International Trade Commission, and Massimo point of view. Apple violated these patents. They need to do something so they're no longer in violation. And Apple's belief is they have a software update up its sleeves that will bring the Apple Watch in compliance with the ITC. And so what Apple's done is they've submitted details of this software upgrade to the U.S. Customs Agency. And on January 12th, the U.S. Customs Agency will make a decision whether or not to approve uh, the, the, the refresh to the watch to make that fix. And if they go ahead and approve that, and the ITC and other entities in the U.S. agree, the Apple Watch can come back to market. Obviously, this is a potentially lengthy and windy process, and this is something they are probably going to have to go back and forth with them a couple times. But we, we see some resolutions possibly occurring in the next two to three weeks or so. Might there be any damages paid to Massimo? No, no, no. The, the, the damages would have come in a lawsuit that actually ended it in a hung jury. This was a couple months ago. And this was the lawsuit over patent infringement, over trade secrets. So that lawsuit ended in a hung jury. Massimo actually asked for $3 billion, actually $3.1 billion. The judge knocked down the damages uh, in half to one point something billion. Apple said if they, they're found guilty, they should only owe about $35 million, uh, as a good lawyer does. Knock that down to, uh, you know less than uh, 3% of the total equation of what the company is asking for. Uh, but yeah, that ended in a mistrial. Now that's mm. going back to trial round two, probably at the tail end of this year, uh, of, or the tail end of 2024. But until then, there's going to be no damages. This is purely an injunction in two parts, importing the devices into the U.S. and seizing sales at Apple retail and online stores. So no damages here. The only damage is Apple's bottom line of not being able to push out as many watches as they normally would. 
Yeah, and we mentioned that the reaction in the marketplace wasn't so severe today with Apple stock down three-tenths of a percent. Uh, we have seen some considerable gains for Massimo over the past month or so, but let's set that aside for the moment. Uh, in terms of the reaction for Apple, we do say in, in our story uh, that the business uh, does generate some $17 billion in sales. Is, is that not large enough to, to really move the needle on earnings, or is there another reason why the stock didn't budge that much? <clears throat> Okay, well, to answer one question, the $17 billion on an annual basis is material on an annual basis. If you look at it in terms of sales stopping for a month, you're talking about a one or so billion dollar headwind, maybe $2 billion headwind at most. So I would consider that fairly immaterial. Hmm. Second part of your question is why didn't the stock move today? Well, nothing happened today, Brian, to be honest with you. This move uh, happened Two days ago, Apple Mm. stores stopped selling the watches two days ago, and the the move was essentially finalized and announced uh, about eight days ago, not yesterday, but the previous Monday. So there was nothing necessarily new for the market to trade on. The market had been trading on this for the past eight days, so it was completely priced in at this point. Uh, The development we had today was the trade organization, Catherine Tai, the ambassador for that organization in the U.S., put out a statement saying that she wouldn't be vetoing or intervening. Well, that was obvious given the sale stopped two days ago. So that's sure, why but you're not seeing much of a reaction. Yeah, I, I, I guess, you know, the market does tend to overreact a little in some of these cases. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Massimo's stock. It, it was up right. 27% over the past month or so. So uh, this has meant a great deal to, to the company. But why are Massimo investors buying up more stock or why are people investing in Massimo? Let me give you a couple. One, I believe that there are hopes from certain investors or people who are buying into the stock that Apple will need to strike an agreement with Massimo to inject more cash into Massimo in order to get a cross-licensing agreement or buy a portion of the patent portfolio, which would obviously juice Massimo revenue considerably. And if you're getting in at the current price of Massimo, you might be getting lucky because it may go up significantly because of that influx of money from Apple, right? That is yeah. a bet that some people are making. Now, it was up to me. I don't trade on Massimo. Uh, I would bet against that because I don't think there's going to be a settlement. Part two, Massimo is now a household name thanks to this lawsuit with <laughs> Apple. No matter how many millions they spent on this lawsuit, no matter how briefly or how long the Apple Watch is banned from retail stores and online in the U.S., what they've spent and invested on this is priceless in terms of marketing. So many people are now familiar with Massimo that had no idea Massimo existed two months ago. Yeah. And that's great for their stock. Well, back to Apple, because that's the one that most people know about. Uh, one, one of the points I think that you, you mentioned uh, was that Apple is not selling this now, but other retailers uh, are still able to, like Best Buy and Walmart and such. Uh, they can sell these products for what, just I guess as long as they last. They can sell these products as long as they last. That's right, because like I said, it's a two-part injunction. One is the cease and desist at Apple Retail and online, as well as the import ban. As long as Best Buy and Target and Walmart and Costco and you name it have supply of the Apple Watch, they can keep going. The problem is, is if they run out of new watches before uh, some, a concession is reached yeah. to be able to import new ones from China and Vietnam. And I'm, I don't know if you know this, and, and pardon me if, if uh, I'm catching you by surprise, but do companies like Target and Walmart, do they sell much of this compared to what uh, Apple actually moves out of its own retail? Yeah, that's a good question. The majority of Apple products are actually sold 
outside of Apple's retail channels, mm. right? Mm. And particularly for the iPhone. The iPhone, uh, more than 50% of iPhones are sold from the carriers. So certainly that is a component. But I think the bigger picture here is this is not really going to affect or affect their Q1 uh, because Apple only stopped sales on the 21st and online the 24th retail stores. The quarter's over on the 31st. Yeah. So the headwind Not a huge impact on, on this quarter, but perhaps next, yeah. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia, your morning brief on the stories making news from Hong Kong to Singapore and Wall Street. Look for us on your podcast feed every day on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each day on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Brian Curtis. Join us again tomorrow for all the news you need to start your day, right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.